What are they fighting over in Iron Man 2, though? No, but he is... A... It's, it's not it's compelling. It's Banco, isn't it? Marco? Yeah, it's, who, yep. who's, who's, his name is Whiplash. Wanko. Hmm. Right. Did a, did a wanky joke. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty solid right about now. That's that's doing it for me. I was wondering how you're going to do an intro to sort of match the gravitas and the heft of that <laughs> yeah. piece of music. I was going to talk about my penis. Straight in with dick references. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, in case you haven't noticed, it's the Avengers special this week. Uh, we'll be kind of splitting it up maybe over make two a pods. From the other ones where you have yeah. In a, in a stunning departure from the norm. Yeah. We're going to be talking about MCU stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lower this down a little bit more so we can okay. talk over it, I think. This That's just good. a bit of background bombast. It is, yeah. I need to make sure it doesn't like play Soundgarden straight after or something. But I Taylor Swift. This is the first time we've ever done this, so hopefully it'll work. Um, yeah, so we're going to... I think we might split it over to... Hang on this bit, I like this bit. <laughs> One of those annoying radio TJs. Yeah. Sing if you know the words. It's good, it must but. be quite a challenge for the composer each time. Like every movie, they've got to take the same piece of music and make it more intense and yeah, more dramatic. And especially in the Marvel universe, where they've got to fit it into every film, like in a yeah. small amount. After, like they've got another Avengers film to come after this. They have to take this same bit of music and amp it up another yeah. level. And this is the first one as well. And this is already makes me want to run through a wall. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm going to split it into two, maybe depending on how long it takes us to get through the first half. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get them both out this week pre-Infinity War. It's a busy week for me in terms of podcasts. Hang on. There we go. There we go. Okay, that's that. So, yeah. Just wipe yourself off. I like it, yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> we are, we're joined by Duncan again. Duncan, how are you? All right. Excellent. Excited yeah, about this? Uh, yeah. Busy. Uh, we went to see on a date night on Friday. We went to see... Uh, uh, Black Panther, yep. so I am up to date, and uh, we went to a very nice Odeon cinema that had the reclining comfy seats, I am not nice. going to go to, I think that's just going to be our treat, we'll just go to the cinema to watch stuff in those comfy seats, because it was excellent, and I know exactly where I'm going to go and watch Infinity War, it's going to be there, Nice. and then it led to an interesting discussion of, well, obviously, the Scottish, my island version can't be black panther and it came round to being chubby vol but i said i can't be the chubby vault because there's already the ginger vault anyway let's move on quickly <laughs> with that is that your like offshore avenging team <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i i said i was going to be the wet beaver instead because there's beavers near here but anyway. so if there's some sort of emergency north of the wall there some point within three or four days your little tugboat will round the headland with you just bellowing from the from the stern. 
Okay, I'm already loving this podcast. This is amazing. I think we'll definitely be doing two two parts <laughs> to this because I want to talk about the Deadpool trailer quickly as well, the final oh, one. Hell. You've seen it, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> the, just that I didn't realise that Rob Delaney was in that. Yeah. And then right at the end, it's Pete. You're in. <laughs> yeah, it's just the, and then when he's flying down. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm so excited for that film. Um, but we are strictly MCU from now on. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the pinnacle that is Infinity War that we've been building up to and our favourite films and what we've enjoyed over the last 10 years. can't believe it's been 10 years that, that this has been going on for. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. Yeah, and it, when we did the list, and that's what we'll be doing, by the way, we're gonna, we've ranked all of the films, put them in a list, um, and we'll be going worst to best. Worst is... To besties. Be- worsties to besties. But it, it feels like the ones that I don't really like that much, there's not much of. And then all of a sudden, there's loads that I love. Yeah, I was looking at my list, and it's like, there's the bottom three. Yeah. And then everything else is like 95% approval rating and above. Yeah. Like, the very small differences between them. Like, I, there's none on there that I think genuinely are awful. No, same. That, that's, apart actually, from the couple at the bottom, yeah, I, I really like all of them. I agree. I think they all actually hold up pretty well. Mm. Uh, we're going to throw in a few top fives as well because we we had a few ideas for some of those last night as well. You got any? Has anyone got any extras? Because that that cleared me out last night pretty much. The ones I was talking about. I think Russ. I was got actually some trying ones. to figure out the top five beards and the sexy beards as well because I know Dan really wants to talk about beardy cap, but that's infinite. I mean, so that's far. number one, right? Yeah, but. We can't beardy really cap. do it because we haven't actually seen him all beardy. We've seen him in the trailer. Yeah, that's enough. We, we know he looks good. For someone undercover, he is spending a lot of time on personal grooming. Yeah, he looks great, though. Like, his beard mm. flows in the breeze. Yeah, I think uh, I think Beardy Cap is shortly followed by Stubbly uh, Winter Soldier. Stubbly, oh, I, I'd, I'd go post-haircut Thor in oh, Ragnarok. Yeah, 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 that's in yeah. there as well. Fuck-a-doodle-doo. Do. <laughs> impressive, what's his name? Um, one of Thor's resonate in thor and dark world one that looks a bit like a dwarf but is big and beardy yeah that oh yeah beard. that's a Falls, really good what's it fan fanderil something like yeah. that yeah i don't know they yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good beard well. you're, you're absolutely right it's a great beard and uh <laughs> and with starting off with the good stuff i mean tony stark's got a great beard no i don't like tony stark's beard do you not like tony stark's o- beard overly uh, groomed fair enough um it's out of the list then but he's saying us his hell Circus Black Panther has got a lot uh, of good bits. Yeah, that's true. There's yeah. a few good bits in Black Panther. But yeah. Uh, I love Black Panther. I, I love know, Black right. Panther. We'll, we'll get to Black Panther. Maybe not yeah. in this part of the podcast. <laughs> I also liked Doctor Strange's gap year beard. Gap year. Yeah. Which was so clearly like whatever the wig equivalent is for a beard. Yeah. It, what, what is the wig equivalent for a beard? I, I, a false beard. Mm. I don't know if there's a good name for them. There probably is. In yeah, the, in the biz. Chinwig. We so let's get let's start with the list then. Let's get let's get to it, shall okay. we? So how have we what what mathematical permutations has this statistician put this through? So everyone gave me their ranking eighteen to one eventually, Duncan, and um, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, and what I did was I put it into the gents supercomputer that we use for. Uh, our mock drafts, our power rankings and whatnot. Yep. Our top 10 lists, everything. Borrowed it for this. Busy week for me and Duncan because it's the draft this week for in American football as well as Avengers. So, um, And I 
it came out with a score that was scientifically worked out perfectly. What I did was, if you're number one, you get 18 points. And if you're number 18, you get one point. Added them all together, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And it came up with with, uh, with, a, with a perfect list. Now, so we've got the. We're going to just go through the official too much time on our hands ranking. Yes, this yep. is the official too much time on our hands ranking of the Marvel films. And when this is said and done, this is the order they belong in. Yep. Fair enough. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got some other other opinions as well. We'll intersperse those with this as, and all. So number eighteen, should we start with that then? And I want yep. I want to stress that um, number one got eighteen points. Uh, and number 18 on the list got one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number 18 film got five points in total from three of us, which okay. is not a good score. It does imply that, that two of us didn't think it was the worst, though. Yeah. Um, Already some disagreement. Yeah. Um, and the, the number 18 film is Iron Man 2. Yeah, absolutely correct. Is that Was that your... You had that... I don't even think you had it worst. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, no, you did have it worse. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. You're the fuck knuckle that got it wrong. No, um, and in fairness, <laughs> uh, the reasoning is, isn't... Yeah, Duncan had it worst as well. I had it third worst. Third worst? Yeah, there's two I don't like. I like less than this one. Okay. So, Iron Man 2. Let's quickly go through what happens in that film. What happens in that film? Because I, I honestly don't remember. Something about, something about a bird. There's... Bird? Iron Man. Uh, oh yeah, there's, there's so yeah. he's he's revealed to be Iron Man, um, a competitor. The guy that Stark's father stole the plans off, mm. guy's son sees it, builds his own thingy arc reactor, yeah, and then goes and spoils the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, the U.S. government have been oh, trying God, to I get their hands on uh, the Prix, suit. Uh, shit goes down. A uh, load of suits get taken over by, so there's Vanco, who's Whiplash, and Hammer Industries, and bloody bloody blah. They make drones. robots. Yeah, yeah, big explosions. Yeah, so they make. It's a bit soulless that film, isn't it? There's just, I mean, the the risk in it is that Stark might lose his business, isn't it? That's. He might lose his life because he's getting poisoned by the oh, palladium. That's right. And so they force him to uh, discover. Or create a new element. Oh yeah, he synthesises a new really element stupid. with his homemade particle accelerator. Yeah, which I know this is the MCU, <laughs> but that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> um, and the guy used the arc reactor to make whips. Yeah. Also, those arc reactors seem quite easy to make. Yeah. Stark made one yep. in a cave. Yeah. Out of bits of old gaffer tape and a couple of safety pins. Yeah. And then. And the Russian equivalent of MacGyver yeah. did the same. Yeah. So and then, but no one else can figure it out. Weird bit with the classic Grand Prix, which you know looked quite cool. But but there, it does have um, what's his face, electric cars. What's his bloody name? Oh, Elon Elon Musk is in it. it. Yeah, Yeah, talking about electric cars. Fairly awkward cameo. Yeah, yeah. He talks about the uh, he talks about the not the saber engines. What's um, what the SpaceX engines called? I kind of don't know. I want to say. No, they're not Merlins. Oh, right. anyway, whatever. He's talking about the rocket engines that they use mm. in, in SpaceX. Yeah, which are are very impressive pieces. Yeah, of yeah, and it kind of makes sense that he's in the film as well. Like him and yeah. Stark would be buddies, wouldn't they? Yeah, so, um, there's highlight in it is Black Widow. I think the fact that she's even in the film that that's the only. Is that thing. the one where she, 
Well, she turns up. Yeah, that's the first time you meet Black Widow. And then yeah. she starts kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Because Happy tries to protect her and then she goes and yeah, does her own thing. that's right. But then the ending, it's just a bunch of drones yeah. fighting two Warm- people in impenetrable armour. There's not really, there's not much sense of risk in there at all. No, there? and, and the, the stakes are all about Tony Stark. It's not the world. It's not a city even. Yeah, it's it's that Tony Stark's in trouble. I suppose you could, yeah. like if so the government second, did take his plans it, off him, you know, yeah. that'd lead to some sort of nastiness going True. on. But it's not it's very immediate. Second, it's the second Iron Man film where the main peril is to Sto- T- Stony Stark. Tony Stony Stark. Stark. Again. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, right? I still don't think it's a bad film. It's not awful, but no. yeah, it's just it's just not it's not great, is it? You no. don't you don't feel compelled to. I don't uh, when we did our big rewatch of these. I don't think I'd seen it since I first saw it. I think I'd only I'd literally only seen it one time. That was one that I'd only watched once, maybe twice. Mm. And I, I remember at the time quite liking it. And the more I thought about it, I didn't really like it. And it's a waste of Sam Rockwell as well. Yeah. Like if you're gonna get Sam Rockwell in your universe, you lock him down and you get him in the universe for a while. Yeah. Being a bit more crazy than that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get him to be his character in in um in what's his face galaxy quest for stars that'll be absolutely fine but yeah uh number 18 the worst film in the marvel cinematic universe is iron man 2 Boom. which is a shame because it's full of very talented people right what's next right number 17 and i think this is mostly down to me because i put it worst um duncan had it second worst and you had it third worst the incredible hulk film okay it just doesn't interest me at all uh, I'm not interested in the characters in it and I love the Hulk I think the Hulk's a great character not interested in Abomination uh, it's particularly not Tim Roth as Abomination as well <laughs> um, and yeah it, I would say this now it's the only one I didn't rewatch. yeah so I I, I hadn't seen it before so I watched mm. it and doing the it's got a very different feel to it yeah it feels like it's not from the MCU I mean, it isn't really. Yeah. Not not just because you've not got um, Ruffalo being Banner. It it just feels different in in lots of ways. That it looks different, um, and it, that version of the Hulk is not a character. No, you can't do anything interesting with him. Well, I, I, the way I feel is you've got Mark Ruffalo's character, and I'm doing visuals here, which is always good on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Is is up here. If I say up here, you'll know where I'm kind of like, I've got my hand in the air at least. Yep. And then you've got everyone else who's attempted it, which is down here. And that's low, low, low. Well, he, they, they actually, all they did was make Banner interesting. Yeah. So that he's good when he's not the Hulk as well. Yeah. Whereas in Incredible Hulk, you know, Banner doesn't really do anything interesting. He just sort of wanders, wanders around trying not to get stressed. Yeah. Stuff happens to him. Yeah, and I almost wish it wasn't part of the MCU as well. Well, it doesn't, you know, it's not doing any harm. No, I suppose not. No. Everyone um, always forgets about it, so. Yeah. What do you think, Duncan? Um, <clears throat> actually, I the last time I saw Iron Man 2 was when it was on TV. I think mm. it was towards the end of last year. A film forward doing a bit of it, and I couldn't finish watching the rest of it. Incredible Hulk hasn't actually been on TV, and like you, it was another one that I didn't actually get around to mm. uh, rewatching. Um, what do I think of it? From I think I actually did enjoy it when I seen it twice, and I know I enjoyed it, but it does feel like one of their 
they were still playing around mm. with how they're going to portray everything. So you do forget that actually it fits in. It's part of the backstory. But I don't think you miss anything by not having seen it. Yeah. Because as Russ says, you, they develop the whole character throughout all the other films so that it is better than... It's in a way going, um, let's forget about this origin story you don't really need it this is this is who the hulk is now so well they did yeah. like they did do some interesting like they, they didn't do the origin story mm. you, the origin story is told through like newspaper clippings and stuff isn't it yeah in the in the title sequence which is a weird one because it's not probably the most well-known origin story but it's fairly straightforward but everyone knows who the Hulk is. Yeah. Even if you don't know like the gamma radiation and all that sort of stuff. You know, you know guy turns into monster when angry. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um I don't really want to talk about the Incredible Hulk much longer more than that. It's, no. it's pretty dull. Like it's not bad. It's just dull. No, it just feels like so, so like the when Tony Stark turns up in it, yeah. That felt really weird. It yeah. didn't it felt like he'd wandered in from some parallel universe. So yeah, it was strange. And you don't when you see Hulk again in Avengers, you don't miss anything if you haven't seen this. No, and and they only tied it back when they put Thunderbolt Ross into uh, Civil War, who's very different in yeah. that as well. Yeah, and so that's William Hurt still, but he's he's kind of he's not really the same character, is he? No, because he was kind of evil in the first in Hulk. He's not wonderful in Civil War either. No, but like he's kind of just a government official doing his job. Yeah, whereas he's sort of trying to. He goes way past the moral line of acceptance, doesn't he, in, in Hulk? That seems to be Captain America's trilogy's thing, which is uh, government officials pissing him off, basically. Yeah, it's questioning authority is his thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Or learning to. Yeah, which is... Uh, we'll, we'll, trust me, we'll get on to Incredible Hulk. Uh, not Incredible Hulk, Captain America uh, at some point. We'll get on to all the films, in fact. How about that? So, next one, 16... Any guesses? If it's not the Dark World, I'll be pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> it's Thor the Dark World, yeah. Um, it's another... The stakes are high in this one, at least. Like, he is saving the world, at least in this one. Well, like, more of the worlds. It's the Nine Realms. Yeah, exactly. And he's saving all so, of them. So, point of clarification. Yeah. The Nine Realms... Yeah. They're not, like, different universes, are they? They are points in space. Yeah, yeah, basically. But there is more to the universe than the Nine Realms. Are they just like... So like Asgard, Midgard, Vanaheim, wherever the other five are. Van Halen. Yeah. yeah. They are planets. <laughs> like yeah. You could fly from one to another in a spaceship. You yeah. don't have to go through the Tesseract or something. Yeah, I mean, I think they're there the just bifers. to emphasise the point that Thor isn't a god. He isn't a demigod. He's an alien. So is the whole Ig- Yggdrasil thing and the mm. conversion, are they just sort of like some portals that connect these nine worlds. Yeah. Sort of yeah. a little network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think the point was saying that there are these naturally occurring spaces in, um, or gaps that can occur uh, in our universe, hmm. and that's what connects everything and why they could jump through and travel through. Um, got, I mean, it's got some cool visuals in this one. There's some really good stuff in it. Yeah. So you've got Cat Dennings going, Minions! Which is the best thing in the film. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And, oh, and as you say, when he hangs up the hammer. Hangs up the hammer. Yeah. 
Uh, just Cat yeah. Dennings abusing her intern the entire time yeah. is really good. And the any any of the floating trucks and stuff like that's quite yeah. good as well. They're all awesome. Yeah. And the the bad guy who's got the dagger like dug into him. Oh, the cursed yeah. guy that sort of hulks out. And yeah, goes I love I love barring. that stuff. It's like it's very that's very Warhammer. It's quite yeah. It? yeah yeah. Um, and uh, you know the dark the dark elves ship. Yeah. is actually really cool. Yes. Um, the thing I didn't like really was aspects of the Dark Elves cos- yeah. costumes and the fact that what really... You know, I actually enjoyed it. I know I put Dark Dark World higher because I actually did very much um, enjoy it. Uh, but the thing that was very annoying... Oh, there was a point to this. <laughs> I've totally forgotten it. Natalie Portman? No. No, it was important. It was a, a That's stupid Natalie Portman thing. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that important. I was just thinking of Natalie Portman, and that's yeah. what uh, distracted me. It was to do with the Dark Elves. Hmm. Oh yeah, the fact that Odin and all the uh, Asgardians defeated the Dark Elves previously, hmm. or just defeated them, but then for some reason throughout the film, the Dark Elves basically are invincible are nearly impossible to defeat. And it's like, well, you've done it before. Why? Mm. That was really, really, really annoying. But they they were very hard to defeat in the first place. Like, they lost yeah. a lot of Asgardians to that. I think was the point, Still wasn't managed it? it? Yeah. And then he becomes super powerful anyway. So that that's an issue. Krista Reckless and Doctor Who becomes super powerful and as an elf. He's not a compelling villain, is he? See, I like Christopher Eccleston, but I think you've got to use him right, and I don't think that's using him right. He kind of just stood around being gloomy. Yeah, he didn't really, <laughs> didn't really. You didn't get any Christopher Eccleston from him, did you? Really? No. That was the issue. How did they end up killing him off in the end? As well? I honestly don't remember. Oh, I think that, uh, they dropped the ship. Uh, Natalie Portman manages to create and Svelrig uh, uh, manages to yeah. create multiple portals, and so they drop a spaceship on him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they drop him through. So Thor doesn't even really defeat him, does he? They, they sort of drop him through a portal back into wherever he came from and then drop the ship on him. Mm. Did like the design of those ships. They're very cool. Yeah, the ships are cool. And the the sort of the um, the singularity grenade things they have, they're really awesome. That was really cool as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And any opportunity for Idris Elba to be um, Heimdall as well is always It good. was... I really liked the fact that it took Asgard out of Shakespearean pastiche mm. into being quite sci-fi. Yeah. So, you, you know, you have, like, Heimdall steps away from the Bifrost and starts kicking ass. You've mm. got them, like, they have, like, ships and shields and, you know, the the sort of the holographic medical thing that they put yeah. um, Jane into and all that bits and bobs. It makes it feel a bit more, like... Because they're meant to be sort of really high technology. Yeah. That... Norse culture was inspired by, but in the first one they did just look a bit, a yeah. bit Shakespeare in the park. Well, Kenneth Branagh directed it. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, exactly. And I think I he think did a really he, good job. Yeah, like, I think. I think I, yeah. No, well, Thor one higher up than Thor two. Yeah, we haven't we haven't spoken about Thor one yet. So yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think Thor two is a collection of good moments, but not hung together with particularly compelling plot or characterization. Um, and it's worth noting, and I don't I don't think this gives away too much if I say that the diff that there is. The biggest gap between two films of a series is the Thor films <laughs> on our list. So, uh, yeah. So the bar was set pretty low. 
and uh, Taka Watiti might have knocked it out of the park. <laughs> and if you've listened to any of our podcasts before, this shouldn't come as a massive surprise that Thor Ragnarok is pretty high up on our list. Mm-hmm. Should we move on? Okay. So Cause... after the Dark World, so Dark World is third? Third. Uh, yeah, so number 16 on the list that was. And so we got the, they're the bad films, right? Number 15 to me is quite surprising. Okay. Um, and it's brought down by one person not really liking it, I think. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Russ, you didn't have it particularly high either. Um, so was it? it was what just was it? me. It's it? Iron Man. Oh, I, I had Iron Man fourth. Yeah. Yeah, fourth. Yeah. Fourth it's not. Bottom, yeah. It's not an I don't. So from this point onwards. Yeah. I really like all these films. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's just tiny, yeah. tiny little differences. Um, I think I, 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 I really like Iron Man. It's just it was the first one. It's a smaller film compared mm. to all the others. It's it's got a different feel to it. You watch it, and as I say, said last week, we shouldn't have blown our load last week. Um, you've got um, this. The scene that, that sticks out to me is where the tank fires him. He dodges it and then fires the missile back at it. Mm. And if that was a modern day Avengers uh, MCU film, he it would have knocked him back on his ass or something. Yeah. Or the tank would have hit him and then he'd got up and shot it or something like that. Yeah, there are some good funny bits in it. Yeah. I mean, Potts walks in and he goes, let's face it, this is not the most embarrassing <laughs> thing you've, you've walked in on me doing. And it was proof that, that he nailed Tony Stark as well. Like Robert Downey Jr. From that film, from the first moment you see him, you realise yeah, he's Tony Stark. The writing yeah. and the... They got so much right with it. They yeah. established the universe. They obviously had mapped out up to at least Avengers yeah. as a wild pipe dream. Yeah. But they got the, you know, they right from the outset were like, we are not going to be beholden to the comics. We're going to do what works as a movie because it's an entirely different medium. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've obviously learned from what happens when you just listen to fanboys and slavishly try and replicate something from a page to a screen. Yeah, and I think Favreau did did a really good job as a director mm. as well. It didn't so it's, it's almost like yeah, the the rest of the the rest of the films wouldn't even exist without it, but they've all had the benefit of building from it. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it, it was starting from nothing. It did incredibly. But they've improved and improved every time since then, with the exception of those other three that we've talked about. Yeah, and that's the thing. Phase three might be the strongest phase for Marvel. Which is crazy. What's phase three is that so that's Ultron onwards? No. Everything after Ultron. Yeah. Except for Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man still counts as Phase 2. But then you've got Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Civil War, Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange. Yeah, some pretty good Thor stuff Ragnarok. Like, the fact that it just hasn't dropped is crazy. Yeah. And Iron Man, if, you ju- if they just finished Iron Man, we'd all be talking about how great a comic book film Iron Man is. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's mental. Duncan, what do you think? Right. I know at the time I loved it, and I sort yeah. of still do, and it's not that I dislike it necessarily strongly. I might not like Tony Stark that much, but yeah, Downey Jr. does. Is He makes it very believable. Yeah. Um, but it was, and I know at the time, it was still the kind of like, mm, the lack of absolute peril which is the main criticism of iron man 2 but it was him saving his business yes it was him making sure that it it, weirdly in the same way that black panther is about spoiler uh preventing very powerful 
what could be used as very powerful weapons or powerful weapons falling into the wrong hands and being used for ill. But it kind of still felt like just a power grab. Yeah. Not as well. And I know it was the first one. And I know without it, we wouldn't have the rest of them if it hadn't done so well. Or we probably wouldn't have had the rest of them. But I don't know. There is like, there's the yeah. big bit at the end, isn't there, where he goes, I am Iron Man. Yeah. But actually, a bit... all people I have seen Iron Man do is cause a lot of hassle on the freeway one evening, yeah. fighting another big robot guy and maybe some stuff on the news. Yeah. It's, that's the first time we're introduced, introduced to Colson as well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, is he in that one? Yeah, he's in that one, and then it's Black Widow in the second one. Yeah. It's got, what, what, where's Colson pop up in Iron Man? He, he's, he's wandering around. Yeah, don't give me a call. Yeah, until uh, Nick Fury turns up at the end. He's the one going around going, I'm Agent Colson from Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. And he goes, you should really get and shorten that down. Yeah. We're working on it. Um, and he, he's following around saying, we've got this idea, we've got this idea. And then at the end, you've got Nick Fury, who says, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Colson's one of my favourite side characters. We could do that as a top five. This might be a good good point to interject top five. Top five, like, non-Avengers or character. I don't know how to word this. This is just... Like recurring characters. Recurring characters, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and but, I think you can include Daryl. <laughs> okay, so Daryl, yeah. clearly. Daryl's in. Yeah. yeah. Coulson. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses Claw. Yep. Definitely. Um, Ulysses Claw is kind of not, a bad guy as well. He, I mean, he's very much a bad recurring. guy. He's like one. Uh, are we saying? He's, he, he was in film. Ultron as well. Yeah, I mean, you could probably include Martin Freeman. I loved him in Ultron. Guttlefish, absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> brilliant. You could probably include yeah, yeah, Martin Freeman's yeah. character as well. Although he, yep. he he really comes into his own in in Black Panther. Yeah, he really does actually. I, I, I like him in Black Panther. Yeah, because he, he, he um, goes from being just a pen pushing arsehole to actually being quite awesome. Yeah, a uh, uh, bodyguard. Oh my god, yeah. yes. So, like does has one line in uh, which it's um, civil war. civil war, isn't it? Yeah. But it's one of the coolest things in the film. Is that where he's she squares up to um, yeah, Black Widow? Move or be moved. And it's is the look in Black Panther's eyes going as much, as entertaining as that would be, and goes. Yes, it would. Mm. I want to see that fight. I want to see them fight now. Because she is just awesome. She kicks ass. Um, um, I mean, do you include the Grand Master in that list? Not a recurring character, I suppose. You can count him as a recurring character. You could include the Collector, though. The collector could. Yeah. Um, Darcy. Yes, Darcy's a great... Yeah, perfect example. She's great as well. Like, the best thing in Dark World, in I mean, my opinion. Almost the best thing in Thor as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, shy of some of Thor's lines in that film, yeah. which is is, is excellent. Uh, Pepper Potts does not make this list, in my opinion. Yeah, bit boring. How about Aunt May though? Does that just count? about counts as a recurring character? Yeah. she's in two, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. and she's just, great. Just in the last line of Spider-Man: what Homecoming. What about Happy? <laughs> Huh? Happy. Oh my, there oh, you go. Happy. I think happy. we've done about seven characters. Yeah, I don't care. Happy so might be the best as well. Happy is great. We might have to nudge Daryl out. I, mean, I don't. Daryl can't. Daryl has not I, been on cinema screen. No, exactly. Character. But I would love Happy to see him. Probably my favourite thing of Iron Man Two because he just goes around going security badge. Yeah, 
No, that's uh, three, isn't it? That's Iron Man 3, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I also love his mullet when they go back to 1992. Yes. Um, I love... um, And he's great in Homecoming as well. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's he's actually probably, apart from Coulson, probably the most recurring character Mm. who is not an Avenger. I'm going to throw another one up. Maria Hill. Mm, mm, Yeah. I mean, she's kind of just, like, all-purpose... Kick-ass. Action, awesome person. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I like I like Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. I've always liked her in the comics as well. So when I saw her like kicking ass in the films as well, and she was good in um, Wind Soldier. Yep, like that film. Hmm. More on that later. Um, right, should we move on then? We, that was just a rambling discussion. It wasn't really a top five, but that's kind of the point of these things anyway. Indeed. Right, yeah. where are we oh. up to? Yeah, go on. Yes, uh, got another Fandu. one. Fandu, 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 Fandu. Blue guy with the arrow. Yondu. Yondu. Yondu, that's Yondu. Yondu, I think, strays into hero territory. Yeah, to, like he's to, he's actually I kind of consider him to be like the main character of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. It's it's much more like in Guardians 2, this is one of the reasons why I had it marked down. Mm. It's not really about Quill. No. It's, Even though it's he's more about, about it's yeah. about Yondu and Rocket, really. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Fucking love that film. Anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. Next film, we ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, what number is this? This is number fourteen, so number five. Okay. Um, you can't just go. It's number fourteen, so number five. Like, it's that the fourteenth. No sense. It's the fourteenth best Marvel film. Okay. Put it that way. Um, I think this is about right, but it doesn't make it not an excellent film, um, and it's got potentially a future recurring character that I think we'll fall in love with. Uh, in the shape of Wong, who is brilliant. Um, and that is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a typical Marvel film. And I think it almost loses points for being a fairly typical Marvel film. Now, where it isn't a typical Marvel film is the visuals, which it wins against nearly every other film on this list, hands down. Yeah, the like, it's not often you see a film where you go, I have not seen anything like that ever. No, it turns inception. It turns inception on its side. It does some things that Inception did, but then just the whole the whole city bending thing yeah. is over in five seconds in Inception. Mm. It doesn't actually, re- and all they do is put like a couple of ninety. Like there's none of that. Yeah. Like the concertinaing kaleidoscope ar- uh, architecture. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it's. It, it, that's incredible. It introduces magic, mm-hmm. into, which was a huge risk because that yeah. starts to sound a bit bobbins. Yeah, when you've yeah. got fucking wizards and shit knocking around. Yeah, but you know it brings magic in <laughs> in, a, in a compelling way. But it's just a it's just an origin story at a point in the MCU where you're way past that. Yeah, yeah, and the Dormammu sequence. Uh, where he just keeps dying is mm. quite cool and it's quite clever but at the same time yeah I'm not really convinced that, mm. it, and it, it's just a weird purpley CGI mess mm. for the end that looked too much like Thanos the most incredible thing in that yeah. was the the reverse time oh, fight where, yeah. so where they're fighting Cacilius. moving forwards in time yeah. but the city around them is is going backwards. That is insanely incredible. Yeah, and I think Mads Mikkelsen might have been a little bit underused in that film as well. That's a great actor they've got there. Yeah, yeah, and he just hung around in his goth makeup, looking yeah. moody. The funny bits 
are weirdly timed as well. So um, the cloak wiping uh, Tilda Swinton's blood off the off off his face, yeah, like in a comment in a comedy way after she dies, it's weird. I'm not sure, but I still love it. I still think it's great. As I say, the visuals are better than pretty much any film they, they've done so far. Mm. Duncan, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's another one that Emma and I actually did watch together. Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of these on my I own. I feel like we should have Emma, um, on the, on the, Emma on the pod this week to discuss the Marvel films. Uh, we'll get, get her on next time when we're going to talk about Black Panther. and No. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't she just will go off on about how much she loves it in Yongo I uh, got quite distracted during that film anyway um, enough of that uh, Doctor Strange we were both really excited I think slightly disappointed um, some of it felt rushed yeah I, I loved it but at the same time I mean Cumbersnatch does really good uh, effort of he, he plays the role perfectly yeah. mm. and that strange is arrogant and still even at the end he's arrogant and still annoying well they all are um, yeah it was pretty trippy mm. but um, they're all they're all quite arrogant is the point all these wizards have had their own opinions You're breaking very... up. sorry guys oh really sorry man can you hear us hello Hello. Yeah, I can. I can. I hello. I didn't actually get any of that. You sort of broke up. Uh, look, it was good. I don't think it probably deserves. Yeah, the visuals were stunning, and I loved the the fact that it did introduce the magic, and it added that nice twist of going, "Oh my god!" So it creates another potential guy, good guy who is going to possibly be a villain. Yeah, or Modo, Mordo, Modo, yeah, not yeah, Modo, Kai Mordo. Yeah. Modo is a character from uh, the Discord and all. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just love. Um, I love it whenever I see Benedict Wong in anything because I always remember him from uh, that weird BBC thing, Fifteen Stories High, with Sean Locke, where he's like his weird flatmate, <laughs> and then then he starts popping up in like The Martian and this IT crowds, where I always think of him from. <laughs> yeah, was he? he's like the, negative the, one or something. This the Street Countdown episode, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> And he's great in these as well, and he's going to be—he's got like a fairly major role in in Infinity War. Yeah, he's like—if you look at the poster, he's quite prominent. On More it. prominent than Hawkeye. Yeah. So you know, bless him. Who's an actual Avenger? Hmm. I think they're hiding something with that. Of course, though, they're not, yeah. he's not just going to not be in it. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're going to be doing the uh, Ronin or something, aren't they? Yeah, and and, and they just can't show him. Yeah, because they 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 want something as a surprise. Like they blew their load with Giant Man when they released the pop vinyl uh, in um, Civil War. Yeah, it is. Like, it must be difficult when you've got like the creative team arguing with the marketing team. Mm. So like the if you'd gone into Ragnarok not knowing that Hulk was in it, how incredible would that have been? It'd have been amazing, and especially considering how good he was in it as well. Yeah, but I can also understand that you know they've got it get that moment in the trailer to make everyone go holy shit this looks incredible let's go and see it yeah yeah um yeah i i i it established doctor strange well enough for him to be in the infinity war which is pretty mm-hmm. much what you want from it it's a fun film um uh, i really liked it but yeah still 
we there are films that we consider to be better. I think yeah. that's the best way of putting it. <laughs> next, <laughs> we next, can say uh, that about all of these films, yeah. apart from one of them, really, can't we? Pretty much, yeah. Next on the list, I had a lot lower than you guys. I'm not a big fan of this film, uh, and that's Avengers: Age of Ultron. So when I rewatched it, the one thing I noticed about this film was the script is awful. <laughs> um, right down, for, right back from the the language thing from Captain America. Do you not like that little mm-hmm. opening bit? No, that's the one of the better parts of it. And then there's, ah, uh, you had to ask and stuff like that. It's very, yeah, it's very badly written, and you can tell Joss Whedon had kind of stopped giving a shit. I think with did this he, one, did he write this one? Or this one he was parachuted in on. No, he wrote this one. Yeah. Justice League was the one he was parachuted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I like Ultron. I like James Spader as Ultron. I like even more the YouTube video that someone's put of uh, Bobby California uh, as uh, Ultron <laughs> over uh, over it, which is hilarious. Um, but and uh, there's little things I like in it where they're all trying to pick up the hammer mm. and uh, they're trying to explain like, science. You know. It, so and, what's your take? Or I I think Steve could pick it up at that point but he realized it was moving and let it go mm. because the way he backs off immediately afterwards and goes no, no that's it i've got nothing more yeah i i think he probably could because i think if anyone's going to be worthy it's captain america yeah and i think um thor's face is amazing in he that just shits himself yeah and i love at the end when they're talking about um when they say because well you know Lifts still go up with the hammer. He's just a machine. That's that's all it is. Don't feel bad about it. I, I do love that because that's yeah. specifically like th- there are threads on Reddit yeah, people yeah. about this stuff. I don't really get why it's so difficult. If a person, a sentient being, tries to, it's not heavy. Yeah, it just won't move yeah. for them. So like when Thor puts it on someone's chest, it's not going to shatter their organs. No, they, just, they can't move. They can't lift it up. No, it's not difficult, guys. Come on. Um, and then Quicksilver's pretty bad as well he's not awful but you had a better quicksilver in the x-men films yeah fox didn't do much right but that quicksilver was awesome Mm. um the guy who played him was better as well but uh and i think that's the, the the biggest issue with that film and you they obviously killed him off because they thought well we can't have two quicksilvers and ours is worse than theirs I think there's too much going on mm. in it, and it's another one where there's loads of great stuff, but it the the connecting tissue is not there. The best part of it, I think, is the opening scene where um, going right, uh, deploy the weapons, uh, make sure they don't get into the castle. Uh, it's the Avengers, and goes well. You know, make sure this doesn't happen. We're not going to surrender. It's the Avengers, <laughs> like the, like hammering home the point of just how powerful this this group is. Yeah, and there is that awesome splash panel. Jumping across oh, where they all they yeah. all line up at once. That's really cool. So yeah, there's some, there's some great stuff like that. Ultron is really really good. Yeah, you know he's he's one because it's not uh, an original take. The psychotic robot that decides wiping out humanity is the best thing for the world. No, that's been happening for a long time. But um, it's a really it, it, I, like he's got charisma. It's it's amazing. Quite like the twist, as it were, that it reveals that actually it was just. Thanos trying to get mm. get into it. Um, Dan, I actually thank you for admitting that you had it lower because I think I had it higher mm. just because I felt I should have it higher because it was so big, 
it had everyone in it and i think i was just influenced by remembering all the rave around it mm. and i mean i loved it i really did but i was a bit torn of where it's actually i think at this point i was just like you know I'm, it's kind of a bit interchangeable i could shuffle them mm. here there and everywhere and oh, they're yeah. all roughly equal i mm. suppose it was just maybe at times just a bit thought the destruction in Ultron was a bit excessive mm. but and this is probably why I did put it higher they link the events of what happens in Ultron so as you said at the time Dan, it plays into leading up to civil war mm. brilliantly and I think that is why I put Ultron there is because how it spawns everything afterwards yeah. and how it really like if you have actually i didn't rewatch age of ultron i couldn't hmm. um and i probably should have but i had a pretty good grasp of it i remember that is something that. that marvel's done really well actually they've yeah. never had just like ridiculous collateral damage because it looks cool because mm. it, these sorts of films it does take you out of it yeah like you're meant you're there just to enjoy yourself yeah yeah definitely. but there's something like so like the first uh Star Trek movie. Mm. No, second one. What's, what's the one with Cumbersnake in it? Oh, um, That's the second one, yeah, isn't it? yeah. Yeah, it's all like that massive crap ship crashes into San Francisco and just plows. Like, that's going to have wiped out like 70,000 people. Yeah. Like, it, it does, it just, it, it kind of does take you out of the, the fun of the moment for a bit. Whereas the, so the Marvel yeah. films have been very, like, they've taken care to. They weaponized mm. it, though, as well. So, like, they've used it as. As a, as a a sticking point mm. for something like Civil War, they I, I I was wondering how they were going to get Civil War about because how it comes about in the comics is the New Warriors fight a bad guy that's way too powerful for them, powerful for them, um, and the bad guy then takes out when they corner him, takes out the New Warriors and takes out a school with five hundred children. In. Mm. Now the idea is that that the Avengers are an unlicensed superhero group that's been going around doing their own thing but a lot of bad stuff's happened around them as well yeah i like it yeah that, that and that that this hammers home that point it's just building up a portfolio of things to say you guys need to be reined in a little bit which is what civil war is all about yeah but you actually get um no we haven't spoken mm. about it but you do get that also it build starts off in avengers assembled yeah it's actually something i missed in this avengers assembled so i'll watch it again going you know what they actually started talking about who are these avengers anyway mm. and then of course how avengers assemble then spiral launches everything else that's on netflix yeah like the defenders and everything like that is from avengers assemble everything a lot of the films and after ultron yeah sort of still relate back so like in uh, spider-man homecoming they still refer to bits of that is uh, mm. Age of Ultron because well, they mentioned the the Accord that's based mm. on the town uh, that gets annihilated in Ultron. Yeah, well, the the, the, the it, it's it's integral. Like you wouldn't have the Vulture in those films if it wasn't for what happened in. Yeah, New it's York. all the alien bits and bobs that are yeah. lying around that they get, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's why we love Age Age of Ultron. <laughs> I, 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 there's a couple of bits and bobs. The first time you see Ultron in that broken robot is awesome for starters. Uh, Stanley drinking the Asgardian um, alcohol. Oh, the super juice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fun as well. 
um, and it's setting up. I love um, Rody trying to make like crack jokes at the party. Just yes. nobody's impressed by his one little anecdote. Well, none of got. the Avengers are. But then he goes and speaks to like loads of Marines, and they <laughs> love it. Thor's <laughs> just like, "What? Well, that's it? Then what happened?" Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I also just that party scene's great in general. Mm. Like. Um, Stark talking about how much better Pepper Potts is than than Jane. Yeah, it like uh, just a movie with all of the minute when nothing happens would be quite good. Yeah, I'd watch it. Well, the shawarma scene at the end of um, Avengers is amazing. Mm. They're not saying anything; they're just eating, <laughs> but it's still hilarious. Looking mildly un- unimpressed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Age of Ultron's low on our list, but it's still a great film, and, and I just think the script is lacking. Um, and it was then, overstuffed, I think. Yeah, and you can't talk about Age of Ultron without talking about the whole um, Black Widow thing as well, and then the relationship with the Hulk and how the internet, at least, related to her. And I rewatched it, and I can—it's definitely a bit iffy. Her calling herself a monster because she's sterile, which isn't what she's hinting at. She's calling herself—I get the feeling she's calling herself a monster because. She goes out and kills tons of people. Yeah, but you can see why the internet would have that reaction because it does flow in basically in one sentence. I think they might have some people might have slightly taken that out of context. I, yeah, I didn't I did get well. that from what she was saying. No, no, I, I got the feeling that that she'd done some dark stuff in her past, mm. and that was what she was hinting at. Yeah. But it's something you've got to be really careful about, though. Well, and, and also, like, I think the only reason that she mentioned it was like, there's no, you know. If what you're worried about is mm. what our children will be like, that's not going to be an issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I didn't hate the Hulk-Black Widow relationship. I love it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I, mean, they're, they're, I, I love the way that... Like, the bit where they're flirting at the bar. Yeah. Like, he comes out with, like, what is quite a good line. Yeah, yeah. But then she slips into, like, this sort of 50s femme fatale thing. And you can see him going, oh, I'm well out of my depth here. Yeah. I'm not cool enough for this. And then he like sort of starts what's, what's forgetting the, what to say. What's the Cap line about her? He goes, you know, she flirts with she, with with people because Cap's obviously kissed her. In, oh yeah, uh, he goes, like, yeah, yeah. Trust me, that that wasn't flirting. I've, I've you know, I've, yeah. I've seen it. Or something I've seen like her apparently. flirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just like as the possibly the world's leading expert on leaving it too long. Yeah, <laughs> <something>. <laughs> which is a great line. Yeah, yeah. The script's not awful. There's just like the odd and that, that yeah. nicely because a lot of people, especially in um uh winter soldier yeah thought that cap and black widow yeah had a very flirty thing i always thought they they were just really good friends and that makes winter soldier we'll get into winter soldier some other point mm. but it's one thing that makes it even better in my opinion yeah definitely cuz like we'll get into that we'll get into the, we'll get into that later nice. that's fine yeah yeah but it's it, yeah it 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 really does bullet point that one he's basically just going i'm just why don't you just ask her out as like uh i'll go speak to him you know see if he's up for it kind of mm. way i suppose <laughs> should we do the next film we talked about uh age of ultron quite okay, a lot yeah, right where are we up to number 12 um which is the first thor film um maybe quite high but i really really like it personally I am a fan of the first Thor film. Yeah, I had this and Age of Ultron the other way round, actually. Mm. But that's yeah, it's about about the right place for me. I, d- I do, you know, I do like it. It's, well, it's, it's very establishy. I, I need to emphasize a point here because this is the first time we got two that had the same score. Mm-hmm. So 
I the way I ranked it, and we can change this if you like. Alphabetically. No, I no, obviously not. Oh, maybe yeah. Um, I put if someone had it one much higher than the other, then I put that one higher. Okay, if that makes any sense. But I'm perfectly willing to change it, change it round if you guys think that. Age of Ultron should be above Thor. No, no, no. I'll go with what the statistics prevail. Well, it's, you know, it's iffy on this one. The computer can get it wrong sometimes. <laughs> um, I like the first Thor film a lot. Um, I think Thor's hilarious in it. The first time we... He comes out the bat being hilarious, but it's very, as you say, Shakespearean. It's very Kenneth Branagh's take on Thor, I think. But I think that did work. Yeah. Like, it's got a lot of heavy lifting to do. Yeah. In terms of going... From, because this was after Iron Man two, yes. So you've gone from Iron Man and oh no, it's, it's before Iron Man two. I can't remember what order they're going. No, it's, yeah, you, may, you might be it's, right. Iron Man, uh, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, Thor. Thor. Yeah. So yeah, you've gone okay. from one dude in a cool suit mm. and a sort of slightly sidestep movie. Yeah. To the the cosmic side of the MCU, yeah. all like cosmic light. He spends most of it on Earth, but you've mm. still got gods and other worlds and, and frost giants. You know, sort of faster than light travel mm. along a beam of light and all this sort of craziness. You've still got to explain Odin sleep for starters in that first. I don't film think they really well. do, do they? No, but still, it's just he's having a nap again. Yeah, because it, it does come across that he dies, doesn't it, in the first film? The, the Odin sleep basically means he's dead. Is it, how it comes across, which is not. It, lo- it looks when he's in that sort of casket thing. It, it does yeah. look like he's in a coffin. Yeah. It looks like he's dead. But he's having a nap. Hmm. You know, he's a bit tired. He's quite old. He's the he's having an Odin sleep. But you, yeah, you've got all that to establish. You've got the fact that they're not gods, but they would probably appear like that to yeah. us. The whole powers of Mjolnir. Yeah, you've got to characterize and anthropomorphize a fucking hammer, yes. which they managed to do. Perfectly. Yeah. The, the bit, the scene where everyone's uh, trying to lift it, is straight from a comic. Um, there, there's a comic where everyone's queuing up to lift it. I think it's in Civil War, actually. The comic Civil War, when Thor's Thor's dead, technically in Civil War, mm-hmm. and um, it's very Arthurian that bit. Yes. Yeah. Very. Very. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, Quite a sexy bit as well when he's in the rain trying to pull it out the thing and then collapses down. Is this where we want to throw in our next top five list? Sexy bits. Should we do top five sexy bits? You had your top five sexy bits. I do have five sexy I've got at least yeah. five sexy bits. Yeah. Do you want to read them out and we'll say whether we... Uh... Let me just find them. So actually that wasn't in my top sexy bits, but that is a pretty sexy bit. Yeah. Okay, I've the got rain a... and the mud and the wind whipping his hair it's across his face. definitely a sexy bit. Yeah. Uh, out of these what would it put out push out (laughs) what would push out what would it push out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well one of my other ones was was the bit with um, Black Widow and Banner flirting at the bar Mm. but it might have to push that one out because that's the only one of these that involves a woman (laughs) Uh, other than that so Winter Soldier yeah pulling that helicopter back down with his just the that's, ridiculous gunshot. That's gun uh, Civil War, isn't it? Civil, actually thinking about it. Is it Civil War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's, he's trying to stop him getting away. Yeah. And he has to do the whole change his arm so it's like really getting yeah. there. Yeah. But the real reason he doesn't want to let him get away is because he loves him just so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> it's his love that's holding him back. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, Ragnarok, where he walks out having had his hair cut. Yeah. Which is meant to be like this inept 
crazy old man giving him the haircut when it's yeah. Stan Lee, isn't it? But then somehow comes out looking cut as. <laughs> with the red stripe down his face. That, I mean... I think when my wife watched the trailer, she made like an involuntary noise. <laughs> you see him walk out with the, the trimmed beard and the the new haircut. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy prison hose down scene. Oh, definitely. Looking all fucking moody and pissed off. We've covered him like a different colour goo as well, isn't it? That makes him like slightly more bronzed. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's like they've just thrown a bunch of ombre solera at him. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty tight. Yeah. Um, also going to have to chuck in the Ragnarok scene where Thor wakes up and then there's just about eight different camera angles of his abs. <laughs> goes off like a minute and a half. <laughs> I'm just standing there um, looking chiselled as the the sexy bit which got it's another bloke. Mm. <laughs> it's where uh Michael Jordan Michael B. Jordan's character takes his top off and all it is is the scars, but my god that's mm. buff. Yeah. That was buff. Oh, the ritual combat bit. Yeah. Yeah, the ritual combat then, was a bit sexy. I mean that's just bit. sexy in general, isn't it? That's yeah. just a big sexy bit. <laughs> Someone leaning back and make them make them do it in water. <laughs> in water, yeah. Uh, Emma would probably have just every scene that uh, what's the name? Is it Lupita Nyong'o? Yes, Who's... yeah, she's she's stunning. She, yeah, yes, I know. I've lost my wife to her <laughs> pretty well. Every scene she was in, she just it was it. There was a bit of a climate. Uh, there I, was a bit of a crisis going on. Can I throw in um, topless Paul Rudd as well in Ant Man? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, Emma would have that one as well. Paul, I think Paul Rudd gives us a... all something to look forward to in terms of getting better looking as you get older. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that I'm going to look like Paul Rudd in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, no, but still. Um, be, I still can I also... But he is so I mean, much better looking now than he was 15 years ago. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, some of the... Um, uh, if you're going to say Tom Holland, Duncan, we're going to have problems here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that was a little bit disconcerting. So he's he's done a fight scene with Karen Gillan in the first... I mean, there was... I mean, just whenever They're sisters, she's doing... man. Hang no, on, no, no. The... No, you said that no, wrong. Not blood relatives. <laughs> you said that wrong. You should have said they sisters, what, not, man. Uh, necessarily, but her character... Uh, I keep on wanting to call Gamora. Yeah. That's it. I was going to call her Gonorrhea, but... <laughs> That's not her name. <laughs> she's green. She is green. <laughs> she's... It's just most of her fight scenes are yeah hot. she's she's pretty stunning as well yeah oh um black widow fight scene in iron man 2 like where she how she's dispatching everyone yeah <laughs> like happy spends the whole time fighting one guy yeah, yeah and she's taking she takes everyone out like 30, 30 yeah. henchmen or even her fight scene in um I don't know. There's something quite hot about Jenny Agatha becoming um, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Mask off and becoming Scarlett yeah. Johansson. I don't know what it is, but I sort of uh, get what you mean. Yeah, I, see what, I think it's just like I think she looks quite nice. Oh, um, uh, how weird! Cap, yeah, when Cap is doing the punch bags in uh, yes. Avengers Assemble, mm. oh. and then he just picks up the punch bag and yeah. walks away. The punch bag is just, just like, completely spent. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I was spent. But anyway, <laughs> um, also in Winter Soldier, just his whole relationship with Sam, yeah, which is a yeah. full-on 
it's just a romance. <laughs> they have a meet cute at the reflecting pool, and then immediately Sam would do absolutely anything for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the bit where they've just had a shower, you do get the sense where he's like, "Can we? Can we just get this?" Nat to fuck off and leave us alone for a few minutes. Um, the first time you see Winter Soldier as well, like when he just steps out of the way of the car, that's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's just a bit when Bucky pulls Cap out of the water, he looks confused. Yeah, <laughs> he confused. It's confused. Confused. He needs to do is give him a kiss the and... <laughs> Doesn't doesn't know what to do next. <laughs> um. <laughs> And just more Winter Soldier here. Um, just how hot um, both Steve and Natalia look, just in ordinary street clothes. It's not not remotely fair. She's wearing sketches for fuck's sake, and she still yeah, looks like nobody a... should look cool in sketches. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, yeah. Are we just going to say Winter Soldier is a, is whole a hot sexy film? Bit on yeah. <laughs> Definitely got some hot moments in it. Um, there we go. Nice little sexy top five. There we go. Um, so we, we barely talked about Thor. Do you want to talk any more about Thor? I mean, it's just a good film, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, it's just... It's, it's another... I think most of the first films are low down, with the exception of one. But Thor's because a feel-good they're, film. They're just establishing stuff. Yeah. Like, you come out of Thor feeling pretty uplifted. Like, I know he's yeah. not, he, he still knows where she is, and we find out pretty soon on. He can get to Earth pretty much whenever he wants anyway, so that's not, not the end of the world. Because like the, uh, doesn't the Bifrost gets destroyed? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, yeah. But then he makes it back for a vengeance pretty quickly using the Tesseract. Yeah, does he use the Tesseract to get back? Does he use the Tesseract or does he use that car? I was very confused. I always thought that the blue thing that they took off the ice giants was the Tesseract, but mm. it's not. It's the casket. Yes, yeah. another glowing blue, blue cube <laughs> that's the source of power. They they might have overdone it on the glowing blue things. I think they hadn't. At that point, yeah. settled on Infinity Gauntlet. No. And I think they were quite good at going back and going, oh, you know what? That could be an Infinity Stone. Yeah. And so could that. I, well, I think I think they might have planned that. I think they might have said, we're not definitely doing it. I, I, but... don't, I genuinely don't think they had when Thor was around because just you wouldn't have two blue glowing QB power sources. And also you wouldn't include the Infinity Gauntlet in it either. No. No, that's so a like, very good point. Because you know, yeah. it was just a background Easter egg at the yeah. time, and the, like they're obviously like, what sort of a fucking nerd is going to know what that is? Yeah. Okay. And then later on, everyone's looking for tiny little hints for it. Yeah. But yeah. Anything more to add about Thor before we move on, Duncan? Idris Elba. Yeah. Idris fucking Elba. Yeah, yeah. Idris Elba. Okay. Let's go back to hot moments. Sexy mate. Yeah. yeah. Idris just Elba. him thrusting that sword into things. <laughs> That when he when he grabs the sword and then single handedly with a small knife yeah. takes out a massive spaceship. Yes, that's quite cool. And just in just the whole of Ragnarok as well, he's pretty hot. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on then. Uh, number eleven. So what, are we about the halfway? No, this no, is... we're nearly the halfway point. Nearly the halfway point. This is definitely a two part, by the way. I've decided. <laughs> we'll do them. We'll, for like an hour we'll do it. Already. We'll do it both tonight, but uh, we'll two parter definitely. Uh, number 11, I had it really low. You guys had it quite high. Iron Man 3. I'm not an Iron Man 3 so fan. I had this way higher. Mm-hmm. I did. really like it. You don't like it because he doesn't wear the suit enough. I no, it's not. It it's with an 11, though. You what? Yeah, like, so... I, I think I had it sixth. I had it as my fifth worst. 
I had it my sixth best. You did indeed, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I really like Iron Man three. It's it opens with that fucking awful song, which is a ballsy move. It's got <laughs> it is, that is a ballsy move. You're right. Yeah, uh, it's got you know it gets him out the suit. Yeah. So it's it's about Tony rather than being about Iron Man. Yeah, you got Jarvis being hilarious. It's it's I think it's an excellent film, and it is it is properly funny. Yeah, it is. It's funny. His relationship with the kid's brilliant, which must have inspired, like, let's get Tony with, uh, with Spider Man yeah. for, for a lot of this. And it's got yeah. one of the better. The MCU does not do good villains. No, but Killian Aldrich is one of the better villains. Yeah, and, and justifiably, and once again, created pretty much by Tony Stark. Yeah, and also to cap it all off, you've got Trevor Slattery. Yeah, you know what? He's the one thing that, that people hate about that film. He is my favourite thing about the film. I really like that people hate him. Yeah, me too. Because the people that hate <laughs> it are the people who go, no, that is not what the Mandarin is meant to be like. You have taken one of the best characters in the entire thing and you completely ruined it. And that is exactly what they all sound like, <laughs> the people that get upset about this. 100% what they all sound like. And I I, that, I agree. I and love that. They are exactly the same people that don't like how Star Wars is going mm-hmm. and that they think, Luke shouldn't have done what he did. I don't fucking care about you people. It is not your <laughs> character. Just because you read a comic or a book or a game or something 15 years ago and you thought it was super awesome mm. does not mean that that is how the universe should go. It's and also, you do not know better. It has the best henchman moment in it as well. Yeah. Which is that when he goes to shoot the guy and he goes, look, look, look. These guys are super weird. <laughs> Whatever he says. Hate working here. Hate there. working Really weird, <laughs> which is just great because you yeah, kind of good. huh? Was that? No, no way. He goes, yeah, basically. No, no. Yeah, it's basically saying that no, you're you you're good. Just just go. <laughs> <laughs> but like the man, so the the Mandarin in it is a brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. This yeah. concocted villain that's an amalgamation of everything that today's society is scared of. Yeah, brilliant idea. Yeah. Really also, good. The oh, and they made it hilarious. Yes, exactly. Tony Stark is suffering from PTSD. That's yeah. great as well. I do love that. Okay. I someone mean, someone that... sorry, Carol. Oh. Uh, yeah, I that's why I think it's the only Iron Man where there is actually world peril. Yeah. He's not, not only is he suffering from PTSD, but what Aldrich is about to do, he's been doing global terrorism. He's been organizing it. He's been at least claiming it with the Mandarin, and he's been killing people. So there is actually a global threat, which well, I'm. They're going to murder the president, with. aren't they? Mm. Yeah, and he and Tony Stark is really vulnerable in this. Yeah, really, he almost loses. Yeah, and also right. he almost loses uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Right up until he becomes a super cop running around a house shooting people. Yeah, he's he's pretty vulnerable. I don't, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I do. Like I, I can accept that in between Iron Man and then, yeah, he'll have done some training. He knows what he's doing. He's not just a guy. No, I like the MacGyver stuff aspect of it. Yeah, he's which making like completely plays into his character and yeah. reminds you that he is an awesome, you know, engineer and yeah, innovator. I just don't like. It's weird how I like how weird how it's acceptable for Captain America to run around shooting people, but for some reason Iron Man, I, it's, it's my own personal hang up. Now, someone else pointed someone pointed out um, something else about it, and I need to credit Dan from the excellent podcast Adventure Authority. 
um, which is that the reason he doesn't like it was that um, <laughs> these helicopters just blow up Tony Stark's house. And it's like, it should be more difficult than that. He's Iron Man. He should have, there should be some kind of... You'd have expected that there would be some sort of like defence grid or yeah, something. Exactly, like Jarvis yeah. would have said something before yeah. they noticed the missile coming in on TV. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's there for plot reasons, isn't it? They had to get him out of the house and away from the suits and everything. Yeah, maybe they could have... It was a bit ham-fisted. Yeah. That, that is a bit irritating. And, and he, he, he also agrees that the best part of it is Trevor... Trevor Slattery. Oh, I wouldn't go in there for 20 minutes <laughs> if I was you. There's things I really, really like yeah, about it. it. Trevor Slattery is a stroke of genius. The Iron Patriot, including the Iron Patriot, is, is another great one as well, straight yep. from the comics. Although in the comics, the Norman Osborn, uh, Norman Osborn is the Iron Patriot. But and also and like they managed to do that and take the piss out of it. it was like talking about how the name was Focus Groups. And yeah, yeah, How exactly, his password yeah. is still War Machine Rocks, all caps with an X. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You, you see, you swang me around to Iron Man three, and I, I don't hate it. And Happy's great in it as well. Happy's great in it. Yeah, um, it's a waste of Rebecca. What's her face? Rebecca Hall. Rebecca, yeah, she's quite a good actor again. That doesn't have much maybe there just isn't enough room in the mcu for all these great actors is what is what i should be realizing um but yeah i like i like her uh it's reasonably gwyneth paltrow heavy which i'm not a big fan of but uh yeah <laughs> but she does kind of save the day at the end she does yeah she does yeah. and it's got the awesome multi-suit fight at the end yeah we missed something about age of ultron as well we didn't even mention hulkbuster which is one of the best parts of it Going back to Age of yeah. But like that, I think that's what I mean by like it just feels like loads and there's too much in it. Like yeah. that Hulkbuster thing could have been from another film. Go to sleep, easily. go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Love yeah. that. But yeah. Um, very cool. I like I like Iron Man 3. And as you say, I like the multi suits and I love the idea that, yeah, it, it deals with PTSD that he's the only relatively normal guy in that fight. He's not an assassin. Uh, as normal as Hawkeye is, he's seen war before. Yeah, him yeah. and. Black Widow, like, trained combat yeah. professionals. Banner won't remember any of it because he's the Hulk throughout the whole thing. Well, he remember. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit unclear, isn't yeah. it? But I, saw, I always kind of assume that when he turns voluntarily into the Hulk, yeah. he is more in control yeah. than when he hulks out. Regardless, he's he'll have seen stuff like that before as the Hulk anyway. Yeah. Uh, and Captain America is the world's soldier. greatest soldier. Yeah. Mm. So... It leads armies, yeah. so he's also Against a soldier. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been doing this for thousands of years. So, so it kind of makes sense that, and Tony Stark's the one that nearly, the only one that nearly dies. Yeah, and he goes through the portal, which yeah. you know, for a, just a, a human who has never been into space before. Yeah, you know, that's got to be a fairly, you know, going on a suicide mission, pushing a nuclear warhead through uh, a portal to another part of the universe. Yeah. It's got to be a fairly heavy toll on on you mentally yeah no i i really like that aspect of it that's one thing i really liked about it mm -hmm. well i think it might be in the right place then maybe i got it wrong i think we're a bit low on the next film though what's next <clears throat> guardians of the galaxy three two two not three <laughs> guardians of the galaxy two so uh, this, this was a solid two. mid table for me yeah i think it should be higher i don't think there's much about this film that's worse than the first one I disagree. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I don't think it's as fun or as funny as the first one. And I don't know. It still has my one of my favourite lines. It's got some really fucking funny bits in it. I'm gonna make some weird shit. But um <laughs> the end is a big CGI fuckathon with two big indestructible beings knocking the shit out of each other, but they're mm. not actually doing that because they're big indestructible things. And it's not it's not enough about Peter, it all just sort of happens around him. The but most it- the most compelling stuff in that is the is is Yondu and Rocket's stories? Yeah, they're bonding, much more yeah. compelling. That's fine. And the scenes may where... may may have shed a manly tear at the end when all the the ravagers turn up for Yondu's funeral. Yeah, which might lead me to although my... they play father and son, and that that just makes you cry yeah. whenever you hear it. It's a fucking great song. Yeah, it's a brilliant. But song. you can't like you could put that over an episode of the Powerpuff Girls. And you'd be in tears. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. Um, I think I think it's a really good film, and I think I also yeah. actually. The other funny bit is when you've got uh, Karen Gillan turning up to hire the Ravages, and yeah. the, the carpet sticks, and so she loses the regal bit. That was that was quite. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's not Karen Gillan. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, what's her name? Can't remember what her name is. But she's like the high priestess of the Golden People, yeah. and they, where they steal the batteries just for fun. Also, the fight with the alien at the start might be one of the best scenes as well. Oh, that's to incredible! Mr. To Mr. Yeah. Blue Sky. Well, you don't actually see it. You don't see it happening, but everyone's so concerned about um, Groot the mm. whole time. Loved that. I love that it's 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 Vin Diesel always doing the voice, and he's done several different voices for it now, <laughs> and seems to be having a whale of a time. Um, I also love the Yondu stuff as well. Um, not just that I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, but um, but just just his whole like he's got a really compelling arc throughout the yeah. whole movie, and then you know you it's. Sort of, you you have a big revelation about what he's been doing this whole time at the end. Mm. Yeah, I, I think his his story is brilliant in it. Yeah, and I, I, they've got to do a Ravagers film, haven't they? Oh, you don't get like like Sylvester fucking Stallone. Yeah, he's not. It's not a cameo. He is that character. Yeah, like they they gotta be in it again. Yeah, and what's her face as well? Who's in uh, Star Trek Discovery? Can't remember her name. Oh, it's uh, Michelle Yeoh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like these are big hitters. They're big actors. Yeah, they're not just there for a for a random. Also, like, why would you go to all that effort of establishing all this stuff about mm. the Ravagers and the different clans and the traditions and yeah. that sort of stuff? Can can I can that lead me to my top five spin-off films I would like to see? Let's do it. Right. So yeah. that's one of them. Ravagers. A Ravagers film would be amazing. Like, yeah. you could even do an early Ravagers film. Get Michael Rooker back in it as well, mm-hmm. and do like yeah. what happened, like a pre Peter Quill kind of Ravagers film. I would watch the shit out of that. And you could include that with Novacore as well, which would be another film I would watch. Yeah, I think I they've got to do love the Novacore. Like, yeah. CSI <laughs> Novacore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but then they—I think they've got to do Nova at some point anyway. Do the character Nova? Mm. But I, I'm, it's weird that they haven't done it. I find that strange, but yeah. Um, not not all of them is, are these entirely serious. Uh, Trevor Slattery and Actors Life. Yeah, I'd watch that. I want to. I want to see like a. Uh, yeah. Inside the actor's studio with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that, that I would watch. Uh, Happy's bad day. <laughs> just everything going wrong, and he has to take down a mild like supervillain on his own because Tony Stark's not available. Like that episode of Buffy where it just follows Xander the whole yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Korg and Meek's revolution. Nice. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Um, I would love that. That is the that is the film that needs to be made. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch this. Well, this is all inspired by the fact that Takawa said that he, if they want him to, he'll do the um, 
Scarlet Witch Vision uh, romantic comedy. <laughs> Which I don't know whether he's serious, but I hope he is because I'd I'd watch that. Amazing. Um, I've got Wong and the Overdue Library book. Excellent. I'd watch that as well. Um, and anything the Kickass Bodyguard in Wakanda do, I would literally watch them do anything. Yeah. They yeah. Were cool. Absolutely. But yeah, but I think Ravagers is is the most realistic one. Though you what? I would. I think actually also a Claw, a pre Claw spinoff. Just, just because I really like Claw. Yeah. Maybe Claw's musical tastes. I'm not totally sure. You know, you could have a whole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can send you my mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that he's genuinely serious. <laughs> um, you please, could even please don't make me listen to your music. <laughs> you could even include like Michael Freeman, like when he used to be like a kick-ass pilot as well. Well, they could do like because with Captain Marvel, yeah. They're going like back to the old school, aren't they? Yeah. So Coulson is going to be in that. Yeah. And oh, who else? Fury's going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there was someone else. They met. Oh, they yeah. confirmed. Hey, oh shit! It, who was it? It was. Um, it was the person from Guardians of the Galaxy, the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Korath the Pursuer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's going. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be intergalactic in scale. So you know, there's there's room to get a bit of Michael Rooker in there. Yeah, definitely. Um. um could no forget it <laughs> okay sure <laughs> What's it? you know um oh, i can't remember the character's name which is terrible but in ant-man yeah not Paul rudd but his buddy yeah I, that and was just... that nearly made my made my list of spin-off films um what could what's his name in in michael peña's character yeah oh what is his name i can't remember what his name is but yeah, just like heists with him. Yeah, yeah, like really <laughs> low level heists, so uh, with him and his buddies. Yeah, all planned in the back room of a Baskin Robbins. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and you just could... before before, uh, before they before find out. gets released from prison. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. That would work. But yeah, Guardians of Galaxy two. I think there's similarities between that and the first one. I think they both work. I like Kurt Russell in it as well. Uh, I like the introduction of Mantis. I like. Um, Drax's relationship with Mantis in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Drax in general kind of steals the show for me. I think Drax is, is, is a Drax, good and he's character. less of an idiot in this one. Yeah, yeah. Like the bit, the bit in the first one where he just rings up Roman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is annoyingly stupid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's he's actually really good in the second. Yeah, one. <laughs> he's hilarious in it. More Rocket as well is great. Yeah. The scene, um, where they're they're in the woods being blown upwards and then straight back yeah. down again continually. So I do I do like it. We're firmly in the territory where I love all these films. Yeah, same. Same, definitely. Absolutely love all of them. But it's just minute, minute <clears throat> little differences. So for me, the first Guardians is the superior work. Yeah. Got but, it. you know, I, I don't have a, a strong... No, no, I'll, yeah, I, I, I agree. That the I don't first think it's a bad movie better. at all. No. Right, we'll do number nine and then we'll round off this pod with this one. Okay. Um, I think I had this one a bit higher. No... I had this lower than you guys, and I was surprised because I didn't think people liked this film that much. Uh, and that's Captain America, the first Avenger. Fucking brilliant film. It's an amazing film. It's a war film I with superheroes. Yeah. It's seventh, I it think. Is, yeah. It's, a, it's your, like, schoolboy World War II comic. Yeah. Brought to life. It is brilliantly done. It's one of those I commando think, books. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm so glad that they've done a whole Agent Carter. Hmm. 
spin-off because actually that is another spin-off that I would want to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but I will be watching it. Howling Commandos uh, nearly made my list of spin-offs as well. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I was like, they, 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 you know, they they had a regular commission. I'm sure I've heard an interview where they were like, we were never sure how much of this was going to be hmm. set in the modern day and how much of it was going to be in World War Two. And it started out like just the prologue, and then he was in. The modern day and it mm. gradually sort of shifted and shifted and shifted until actually it's 99.9 percent of the film is in world war ii yeah and that's completely completely right it works so well it's like wolfenstein the film as well mm. like the nazis are suitably weird and into alien technology and stuff so yeah they're good like occult nazis yeah. everyone likes a bit of an occult nazi yeah definitely, definitely or a sort of yeah. a satanic nazi or a yeah weird techno strangey like nazi it's the, the, weird suit. the yeah. birth of hydra as well yeah yeah, definitely. And it introduces to characters like Armand Zola as well, which is cool. Yeah, because like the whole Hydra thing has mm. permeated pretty much every film since. Mm. Certainly, all the sort of the Shield centered ones, um, and a whole series of, of, of well, a few series of the the TV show as well. Did a did a great job of really hitting home his relationship with Bucky as well. Yeah. Just like, and it re- that sets up the next two Captain America films so nicely. As to you can see why he'd run through a wall for this guy. Hmm. Um, it makes sense. And obviously his relationship with Peggy Carter. It's got a great Tommy Lee Jones doing Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy uh, Lee Jones being super Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, which is great as well. Um, <clears throat> I think it's great. And uh, yeah, Dominic Cooper does a good job as Howard Stark. Yeah. One of three Howard Starks I think they got in the end. Yeah, although Dominic Cooper and... John, is his name John Slattery, the guy from yeah. Mad Men? They are the same. Yeah. Because he repl- there was another guy that played older Tony Stark. Yeah. Uh, Howard Stark, wasn't there? Yeah. In yeah. Iron Man 2. And I think actually there's another one in a yeah. newspaper. You see a newspaper photograph of them in the first Iron Man. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's another guy. But it's technically John Slattery and um, Dominic, Dominic Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Dominic Cooper is great as the. He's so Tony Stark. Yeah, with his sleazy little tash. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, the introduction Toby of the Jones shield is well. wicked. Toby Jones, yeah, has Armand Zola. Yeah, that's <laughs> you it, see Zola. him pop up and stuff like that. And then you, then you watch Detectorists, and he's in that. It's <laughs> so good. Watch that. I need to watch that. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Um, I love all the. They really do all the comic scenes when he's doing. Um, the the uh you like the uso shows hmm. and they're they're like the bit where he's punching hitler for example that's the front cover <laughs> of a uh, a captain america comic and they they can get all that stuff in as show as the shows even though it's a bit kooky i really really like it i think it's great i think it hits hits the world war Two spot just right it doesn't do too much at the same time as um being a weird captain america versus nazis like occult Nazis things we discussed. Mm. Biggest issue with it, I'd like to have seen more Red Skull in general as a bad guy. I really like him as a bad guy and there's ways yeah. around getting him into the modern day. I lo- no, I like that the I like that the villains are staying dead apart from Loki. True. Um, yeah, yeah. He uh, he's quite a competitive, but I mean he's quite an out there villain. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. A fucking Nazi skeleton is, you know, compared to like Zemo, (laughs) it's a bit of a difference. Yeah, his his bad guys get more and more normal throughout the films. But yeah, Uh, it's one of the crazier 
bad guys. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. the real bad guy in it is Hydra. Yeah. And it does a great job of establishing that. Yeah, and that's the one thing I love about the Marvel Universe is you can watch the Iron Man trilogy, you can watch the Thor trilogy, and you can watch the Captain America trilogy. And you don't really need to watch any of the other films if, mm. to understand the arc that happens in those films. I think that's really good. Emphasised by, I think, Captain America one hits the nail on the head perfectly. Probably the best trilogy of all of them. And I think that's... Of the, yeah, of the trilogies, yeah. definitely the best one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Agree. Anything? I think th- this yeah. is so. This is the first Captain America film, and this is appearing above a lot of twos and threes oh, yeah. from the other trilogies. Totally, yeah. Like like everything else has been mentioned except for two films, mm. which I, they've only had one film of each of those ones yet. But yeah, right. That wraps up this half of it. Bloody hell! Yeah, that was a lot longer than I thought. So another hour and a half. Well, the next podcast will be five minutes long. We'll just read them all out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can contact us if you totally disagree with our list so far. Uh, if you disagree with our list, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, this is the list now. This is the <laughs> fucking list. Um, we're mainly on Instagram, so just hit us up on Instagram, TMTOH, or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash TMTOH. Just remember that your opinions are worthless. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> or Twitter, 2MTOH. Uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple of days because we're going to get these out relatively quickly Excelsior thought I'd throw in a slanderly quote nice